How's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we are heading in a new direction with <laughs> another request tonight. What have we watched, boys? Oh, man. I've been on the hunt for this one for a while. The Headhunter. We did it. We watched it. We did it. It was a request, actually, but we finally got around to it, so... Here we are. We've done it again, boys. Two in a row. Can you believe it? Look at that. So, The Headhunter was released in 2018. It was directed by Jordan Downey. You know who he is, Mike? He did uh, Critter's Bounty Hunter and Thanksgiving, which is a movie I was going to talk about. Mike's favorite B-horror movie, Thanksgiving. I think that... uh, I'm the only one out of us who's watched this one. I would imagine so. (laughs) Probably for good measure, but yes, he also did a Critters movie, which for some reason, I don't know how we keep coming back to these Critters, but it seems the TV show. For some reason, I thought it was a short film, but I don't know. Yeah, it's the short one. Okay. For some reason, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, this has a 100% tomato meter with uh, 14 critic uh, reviews. Doesn't have an official critic's consensus, but... uh, Look at that. That's impressive. That's compared to the audience score at 56% (laughs) with 247 (laughs) reviews. Who's got the the gist of this one, the... The head, the meat of what this one's about, I guess. <laughs> Keep trying to make head jokes, but it doesn't always work. <laughs> Look, it's, it, there's always so many. You know, I think this one's like pretty straightforward. There's a guy who goes around cutting the heads off monsters to avenge his daughter. Yeah, who got killed by a monster. I thought he did it as like contract, but he specifically wanted to kill one monster that killed his daughter. There may or may not be some contracts. He had a lot of gold in that chest. There's some ambiguity about how he gets the gold. But his his main goal is just to kill this one monster that killed his daughter, which I guess this movie starts out with. That's not really clear, because I don't know. Well, I'll just say spoilers from here on out. The Headhunter, we're going to spoil it. It's an hour and 12 minutes, so... If you're interested, just go watch it, because, I mean, even if it's bad, you're not out too long. I don't know if I'd say that, but I don't say just go watch it, because you do have to rent this. This isn't, like, free somewhere. So, yeah, spoilers from here on out. You've been warned. Does he get a head? Does he get a head? Only we know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) And we just gave you a heads up. Yeah. (laughs) So going into this, I feel like context is going to be really important. Because, like, the budget on this movie is $30,000. Like, this isn't even like a B-grade action medieval film. This is like, you know, homegrown, dude's side personal fan project. Very low budget. Like, it's insanely low for, like, at least for me, I think this film looks very good for the budget. It does. We should also mention that there's only three people in this movie, too. So it's one of those not very long movies that focuses on a singular character the entire film, and there's, like, nobody else in it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, no dialogue hardly either. You just kind of 
talks to himself sometimes or talks to a grave or talks to a dead body, but yep, or a monster talking. Yeah, that <laughs> or that. Getting all all that out there. Let let's continue talking about the production because yes, the production is stellar on this movie. His little potion thing he makes. Oh, it's so nasty. Gross. <laughs> His house. It's like so nasty, but it's so cool at the same time. <laughs> so if you read the trivia, they like filmed this in like an old uh, mill or something, didn't they? That's what it said, a grain mill. Kind of cool that it's actually a legit, you know, old time building. They did a good job making it look like a house, too. Yeah, they really did. I mean, that's it's pretty wild that it the props look this good for that budget. The trivia said they went to a spirit Halloween to get all the props, but I I'm not quite sure I believe that because those heads look real good for a spirit Halloween mask with some like of course they would have cleaned them up and made them look better, but they look a lot better than that, so if that is true, man, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, those heads all look cool. Yeah, it looks like uh looks like this guy's like a one man show. It seems most of his credits are directing, writing, producing, editing, and special effecting and sound on all of his own stuff. Yeah, small team with the small budget, I guess, you know. Do as much as you can on your own. Gotta cut down on the yeah, I mean you less people to pay if you're doing a lot of the work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. I don't know, but yeah, I guess he's a pretty good effects and propped guy from the way this movie looks. It's pretty crazy what they did, like all the weathering and adding on to all this goofy Halloween prop stuff. And just like the the wounds in this movie, too, Ugh. they look <laughs> really gnarly. Like the when he gets part of his nose clawed off, that's pretty impressive. This guy knows his makeup. I wouldn't say I'm squeamish, but I thought I was going to vomit on the nose one. <laughs> that was gross. Oh, that wasn't that bad. That wasn't as bad as hostile. That's like one of my greatest fears is having the tip of my nose cut off. <laughs> wow, what a specific fear. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> now I know what it looks like, too. <laughs> Look, I won't say it's not a fear of mine, I guess, but <laughs> that's it's just so gnarly, you know? Like, I mean, the whole nose is one thing, but just the front part, that like the tip, you know, is ugh. Yeah, yeah, This the, the cabin itself is just such a cool setting. I don't know, it reminds me of Evil Dead almost, just the vibe of just like this guy just chilling in his cabin for most of the time. Man, just imagine laying in there with all them heads, like just sitting there. Like, day in, day out. It'd be so gross. <laughs> That's what I was like. I was like, man, how does he live in there? He's got literal rotting heads that he just throws on posts, and they're, like, bleeding all over each other. I was like, man, the smell. How does he do it? Like, I get nasty-smelling vegetables in my trash. After one night, I'm like, all right, I gotta walk the bros away. I can't deal with it. Well, you see, he don't care at this point. He's just, like, he's only existing for vengeance. But he also has a lot of ventilation in that house. I mean, you see that shutter, that squeaky <laughs> shutter? He's always got the windows open. <laughs> I I think that that thing is his, mo his, is his nemesis, his 
most accomplished adversary in this film is not the monster that killed his daughter. It's that shutter, <laughs> that squeaky shutter. He can never get around to fixing it, can he? You know, like the gross house looks really good, but I feel like a lot of problems in this movie would have been solved if he would just clean up and fix the stupid shutter. <laughs> he was going to fix it, but every time he tried to fix it, the shutter was like, I'm going to send a monster out somewhere that he needs to kill. <laughs> or maybe just don't set things on that windowsill. I don't know. It seems like it wouldn't be that hard to just clean up after yourself once in a while. He's a busy man. In this movie, he's always getting called away to kill things. And then when he gets back, he does not feel like, you know, cleaning up because he's just been mauled by a werewolf. <laughs> he's he's got to take a bath in his nasty goop that he... His goop potion and then piss it out. Oh, that looked... That just looked painful. That was pretty gross. I thought he got hit in the kidneys, and that's why that was happening, but... You're probably right. That probably was that gross goo. I think it was the potion. The movie doesn't tell you a lot of stuff in it, which is fine for what they're going for. So we can only speculate. It's very vague. You know, it took me a while to realize that when he locks that goop up, there was actually like something over the top of it. So I was like, man, anybody could come over there and just pull that out. <laughs> oh, was there something over the top of it? Yeah. I, I think they could have just pulled it out anyways, even with, uh, like, there's little, like, spikes over the top of it. He's got, like, little wooden spikes coming out of his little shelf. It looked cool, but I was like, man, this is kind of like when people buy real expensive whiskey and they buckle it into their car, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> the car seat. <laughs> I see that a lot online. I mean, he don't need to do nothing. He just, just think they got to get through him first to get into his house. Then when they get into his house, they're going to be like, oh, this smells so bad, I'm going to puke. And then they're going to run outside to puke. And if they're still not deterred, they're going to go in there and see his head collection. <laughs> and if that doesn't deter them, and they get over there, they're going to be like, "Is this? why is this guy locking up jars of mud? Then they open it, and there's like teeth and stuff in there. I'd say if they get all the way to it, they can have it. <laughs> they deserve it at that point. That's fine. <laughs> His dwelling is deterrent enough. Seems a little overkill to lock it up, but I mean, that's not a major thing of the story. I think it's just more for looks at that point. I mean, we saw some goblins trying to look like to me, they were trying to rob him of his goo. Like they were like looking at it. They're like, hmm. Oh, that was so creepy when he was like peering past his seat and you couldn't tell and then all of a sudden like you see its eye <laughs> that was cool and then he like yeah there's that shot of the goo and then the shot back at the main guy's face and i'm like ah they want that goo don't they <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm just gonna get it out here my main problem with this movie like the the stuff we've been talking about so far was great and I think it's really cool, too, that the main actor, I thought he did good, but he's also directly related to the first king of Norway. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, Harold Fairhair or something. Half Danson. I don't know. You can go to this guy's uh, IMDb page and you can see the name. But the guy who ruled between 872 and 930 in Norway. Dang. That's pretty legit. So, uh, yeah, he's, like, directly related to him. So it's, that's pretty cool, too. 
Yeah. And I mean, he does great, too. Yeah, he holds up the movie, I think, pretty well, just with, like, his facial expressions. Not even having to talk most of the time. Yeah, you combine that with the, like, actual historic setting and everything. That's really cool. But the problem I have with this movie is I wanted more, like, action from it. Like, it doesn't have to be a ton. It's not a long movie. But he goes out and he kills things and he comes back. And I'm like, you know, why couldn't we see him kill one of these things one time? And then even at the end when he is fighting the, the monster um, after it's taken over his daughter's skeleton... Like it's 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 pretty bad. Like it's not awful, but it's like bad camera angle, and you can tell that this guy's like just wrestling a puppet. Yeah, <laughs> standing there shaking it. <laughs> and I get like it's real low budget and everything, but for as short as this is, it could have had a real cool fight. I think, even still with the short or the the small budget, and that would have sold me for it. But. For me to just watch this guy bumble around, you know, all the stuff is cool around him. The setting's awesome. The atmosphere is cool. But I'm, I just didn't get invested in it at all because I'm like, okay, yeah, there's, I just watched this guy for an hour and 20 minutes, you know? Yeah, I'll agree with you. That would have been neat. But at the same time, too, he's making a horror film with this. He's not trying to make an action movie. Well, it didn't need to be straight up action it just needed something in there i think it would have only complimented the movie yeah i thought the last 20 minutes of it was was good was fine when it came to action i guess is pretty horrific but you still get them like actually hunting the thing and going and looking for it and like trying to kill it and stuff i agree with you but Seeing that it's a horror film, I don't know if I would make that criticism myself. I don't know. It, it's weird. I disagree with that, though, because this guy is a fighter. Like, he's the head hunter. You need to see him hunting heads, not just come back with a head and then throw it onto the post. But you do at the end. No, you don't. You don't he's see He's hunting him. an actual head. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it was like the lamest thing ever. It's crawling around with its spine. It was gnarly. Like, the idea is cool, but the actual execution of it was not cool. And I was like, wow, this guy's actually pretty lame for a headhunter if he can't take this thing out. I, I don't know. I just wasn't buying it. Like, all the other stuff we've talked about, I loved. But when it actually came down to the meat of it, I was kind of like, ah, oh, dude, why? You know, this... This isn't that great, you know? You could have done so much more and made this so much better. I'll spin that criticism a little bit even and say, I just wish they'd stuck with their, like, previous methods and just done the actual head-spine fight off-screen, like all the other ones. Like, don't even make me watch him shake the head and stuff or do the skeleton. Just show me the creepy body and then have him go off-screen and scream a little bit and then come drag the spine head back. And I'm good to go. So much better for me, I think. I, I get that, too. It was just, it kind of clashed for me there. When you actually get to see him doing what he's supposed to be good at, he's not. <laughs> like, if you can't do it, don't show us. Just just let us keep believing in the off screen. When it's literally just the head and the spine going around, it's like he's trying to find a snake in the tall grass at night. That's going to be extremely difficult to do. And I mean, any time that it hit one of his traps or made noise, he was on it. 
he just couldn't find it unless it like literally jumped at him or something. So he's having to chase something that you can't see very well at nighttime. And that just makes it even worse. But anytime he gets into a confrontation with it, he just kicks its butt. Like when it uh, takes over his daughter's body or whatever and tries to attack him, he just cuts the thing up right then and there. And then it has to go run away to where he has to take off some of his armor and leave his sword behind and go walk through this really tight cavern where he can't really move around a lot. So I'd say he does do a good job. He's just in very unfavorable circumstances. I think for me, it's like the the choreography wasn't that great at the end. It just it felt a little clunky. Like I appreciated that they actually yeah showed us something. Um, and I did like the head. I thought it looked kind of cool, like with the spine sticking out and stuff. But it just wasn't as impactful for me, at least. I just I don't know. I didn't mind him cutting away all the other times, though, and doing that. But like. Honestly, like that last like 30 or whatever long it is when he's hunting that thing down. It was almost like the the boringest part for me, at least. So Agree. Oh, man. I disagree with that because they had some very suspenseful parts during the final head hunt. When it opens the door to go inside and he's walking around his house trying to find it and then it switches to his POV out of the helmet... Oh, that was so suspenseful. I almost had to look away. I was like, that was almost too much for me. I was like, oh, no, (laughs) it's going to jump up and just be looking at him. It adds a lot of horror. Yeah, seeing how like he sees the world and I liked it for a little bit, but then they do it for like way too long, I think, because it does get kind of annoying to watch, at least in my opinion, that like very limited view. But I did like the hint at it. Like if they would have shown it for maybe like five seconds of him, like looking around the house, I'd have been like, Oh God, like this is his perspective. That's terrifying. But I think they just drag it on too long for me. It made it more terrifying for me. So I might may have viewed it as like time passed a lot faster for me when they did that. I was like, man, this is real good. Then they had the crappy jump scare. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I kind of like that, though, actually. I was like, that's awesome. Like, just go for it, you know? <laughs> he just punches it into the river. <laughs> He's like, pop! <laughs> yeah, that that kind of... I didn't like that. I was like, you got so much great suspense built up here. This is, like, really good. And then you end it with a crappy jump scare. I was like, just have him, like, glance or, like, glance by it and you... Do like a hereditary. You think you see something and then he comes back to it and it's just like looking at him from under the desk and then it starts growling or something. But no, they did the jump scare and kind of ruined all the tension. And then they do it again when he's in the little cave trying to hunt it. Because they do the, they pull out so you can see him and then you can see the thing crawling on the ceiling behind him. That was cool. I like that. That was so freaky. Then they ruin it with another jump scare. Like, just get rid of these jump scares and you've got a really solid horror sequences in this movie. You know, I'm almost hesitant to call them jump scares because, like, I'm kind of with TV and I was pretty bored at this part. And, like, my boredom very much outweighed any jumpiness that might have been present. Yeah. But, like, it's not that there's not good stuff in it, though. Like, the, the what is it, the bear trap scene? That was pretty cool. I like that quite a bit. Oh, yeah. 
and the body getting like reanimated. I like that, even if it was kind of a it looked a little cheap, but you know, like we said, the budget's super cheap. But I like that just the fact you seen like its legs like start to twitch and get up. I like that quite a bit. That's what I meant by context, I guess, in the beginning. Like, don't get me wrong, what they did was super impressive for what they had to work with in their crew size. I agree. You know, the the thing that bugs me more, I think, about this is that. They had really cool ideas, and there is, you know, glimpses of real brilliance in there, real, like, genius ideas and stuff that's cool. But on the most part, it just kind of ends up being meh, I think, at the end. I don't think the payoff is really there for the fight with him and the thing that killed his daughter. Because, one, you don't even see the fight to start with. Yeah, the the main fight. Yeah, until <laughs> the good one. It gets brought back by the goo, which I thought was kind of cool. That was a cool idea seeing him discover that, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, snap, this actually <laughs> brings things back from the dead." And he uses it on the spider to make sure it was still working. Like I was wondering why he left it there, and then I was like, "Oh, that's why." And then it moves. And then he kills it, and it moves again. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, that's a good setup for what happens later, yeah. So it's it's a good buildup, but the payoff wasn't there for me. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't invested in it from the last 30 minutes while he's dinking around with this thing crawling around, which I thought the thing crawling around was kind of cool, but I don't think it was executed very well. I also wish it wasn't, like, just saying body over and over again. I thought that was kind of like pushing it too hard for me. I don't know. It felt really cheesy when, you know, this movie isn't supposed to be cheesy, but when he's just like body over and over again, I just, I don't know. I didn't really click with me either. For me, I think this movie, it's all about the journey though. Like I don't want anybody to get misconstrued. I did actually like this quite a bit. Um, I just really, I think just like him, just watching this guy, like just go from his like kind of day to day life. I was just, I was really into it. Just, Kind of like getting the small glimpses we do get at kind of like the world and stuff and like what he's doing, like when he goes to the castle and all that. I, I thought all that stuff was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. I think my main thing was, you know, this movie is called The Headhunter and you look at the like art for the cover of it and he's in this cool armor and I thought I was going to get to see some headhunting, but you don't get to see any headhunting in this movie. Lies, you do. Well, I mean, you he does chase after a head, but he's really he's really bad at it. And it's kind of boring. It's it's just like this big monster hunter cannot defeat um this crawling skeleton thing and I'm kind of like I don't buy it. He did defeat it multiple times. Every time he caught it, he kicked its butt. Well, you know, maybe, I don't know. And then it, it surprised him at the end because, yeah, it returns from the dead again. I don't know. It's just I wanted some headhunting in this and you don't get like legit good headhunting at all. Like it just needed one scene, you know, of him having a good battle against something. And you could still make it creepy and go with the horror element because, I mean, it's got the dark fantasy medieval um, kind of like... I don't want to say Castlevania aspect going to it, but maybe a little bit to where you're fighting monsters or vampires or werewolves, whatever. Just one scene. That's all I wanted out of this. I agree with you, but I, I'm i not going to hold it against it since he's going for a horror film. Yeah, and I mean, I think he did good enough for me. Like, 
doing it off screen. Like, I don't know. I understand why he couldn't do it, you know? So it's just, just the context, but yeah, it makes sense. Like, I would love to see this movie done again, but with maybe like $5 million even like something still small, but like more money. Like I would be so curious to see what he could do with that. Like just a higher budget, just remake it again. Like, but with like a lot more money, I'd be all in for that. Yeah, and I will say this is like ten times better than Thanks Killing. So, <laughs> <laughs> is that like a compliment or? <laughs> That's definitely a compliment. I mean, like Thanks Killing is not good, and he's definitely upped his game for this one. So, I'm I'm still blown away by how good this movie looks for <laughs> that low a price. Like seriously, it's impressive what he was able to accomplish on that budget. Yeah, I like the cinematography quite a bit too. I think yeah, most of the shots are awesome. Like him, like looking at the Aurora Borealis, whatever, however you say that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like just him in the woods, like sitting in the snow. That was pretty cool. Like, I, yeah, I think all that stuff was pretty neat. I mean, towards the end is kind of like what I said, where it kind of loses me when he goes a little more full blown horror with it. But still, you know, I think very impressive. So, what did you guys think of the actual story of the film? Cause I've got a I've got a tangent to go on with this and these types of movies, and I'm I'm curious. You know, seemed like there was a number of plot holes, but again, context. You know, I mean, like what? Well, like how does he get the money after a job? You know, he gets the contract from an arrow, and then he comes immediately home covered in wounds, somehow dragging his like bloodied and broken body miles without a horse the last time. There's so much unexplained, which is fine for what it is. Well, I'm sh- I'm sure he goes back. It's not a plot hole. Like, he's just time passes. He goes back there to get the money. So does he go to the castle, or do they put a bag of money on the arrow? Because it seems like if he can't go to the castle for the contract, how do they get the dosh to him? Why can't they give it to him in person? They, they might, because, I mean, he's, he keeps the head. Traditionally, you bag the head as proof. That you killed the thing or the person. Well, what's the point of the arrow thing? Oh, they don't want to touch him. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like, how does he get the dosh? They probably send somebody. Like, this isn't important. I wouldn't call this even a plot hole. I just feel like, or like his house being dirty all the time. Good Lord. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah, that's his character. If he's so good and aware as like a monster hunter, he probably shouldn't be letting all of his crap spill all over the house all the time. I I will say it is convenient how the monster gets brought back to life in this. He he doesn't ever fix that shutter on his thing because he's too busy. And he puts an open (laughs) jar of his goop potion on there and it gets knocked off and reanimates the head. After we've already seen other things being knocked off by the same shutter. Like, he double locks that crap too. So you know he knows that it's very delicate stuff. It's like, it's not something to mess around with and he just sets it up there. Yeah, I don't buy it. I got the vibe... That he was slipping a little bit, though. Like, he was super busy, and, like, maybe he wasn't being as careful as he could be. Like, he stabs himself on accident with his little stakes he was making. Like, I felt, I I got the idea that he was starting to get a little sloppy because of all these, like, monsters he was having to kill over and over again and stuff. And 
he was probably in mid brew because that thing was full and he'd used a bunch of it. Like I assumed he would like was making it and he put it up on the counter. I don't know. They don't show us obviously, but I think there's enough hints for me at least. I picked up on that. Maybe he was just tired and he was just ha- he was slipping up a little bit. He wasn't caring as much. That's where I'm like they could have had a good scene of him fighting with the monster. So when he goes out and he gets that journey, maybe have the scene there where he's fighting and he messes up. He's like, man, I'm slipping. I can't concentrate or something like that. Talks to himself. That could have led up to that, I think. But where it stands, yeah, it's very context clues. You have to, like, see a lot of things and connect some dots. Yeah, yeah. And maybe have to make some assumptions for yourself. Maybe. I think they put those shots there for a reason, but that's just me. They're there if you want to find them, and they're not if you don't. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, it's, it's very vague, so like you could pick up on stuff there, and you could put reasoning behind it, maybe where it's not. I see that too. I don't know. But I like the story. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I really like the whole, you know, it's classic kind of angry man, loses the one he loves, and kind of just like loses himself, it feels like, a lot, and then... Uh, the past comes back to haunt him literally in this movie, and he has to like put the past down himself. I kind of like the, the the symbolism of that, but um, yeah, I thought it was all pretty cool. Very simple, but I thought it was good. Yeah, I I'd agree with you. The movie reminds me a lot of a couple films. Um, it reminds me of The Gray quite a bit, and like just the setup for the film being isolated, and then well, of course. In the grave, got it's not originally just Liam Neeson, but it ends up being him at the end, and he's going nuts. So it it reminded me a little bit of that. But have you guys seen the movie All Is Lost with um, Robert Redford? No, no, but I love that guy. So All Is Lost is another movie like this where it's Robert Redford out on a boat, basically, um, by himself, and he gets stranded in a storm. Well, there's a storm in it. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. Basically, a ship gets wrecked, and he has to try and survive, and throughout the film you kind of learn about why he's out on the boat and everything and how he got there and like where he's at right now in his life. That one I really liked and thought it was real good. And Robert Redford did an excellent job like portraying the character. Um, I'm not going to say anything since you guys haven't seen it, Um, but kind of the story reveals about his past and everything just, enriches the film because you immediately understand everything he's doing and it just for this type of fair i think it works really well because i mean you've you've just got it's a one-man show so you've got to have that little extra oomph in there i think to make it more special to me the headhunter doesn't really have that going for it like you have the main character whose daughter gets killed and he wants to kill the monster. And then they he kills it, comes back, they get in a fight. There's not much more to it than that. And, and the guy who plays the headhunter, he does fine. Um, but you don't get a lot of emotion out of him either. 
I wanted a bit more out of the story than what we got because it, it's cool and I liked what we had, but I kind of wanted a little bit more. You don't learn much about the main character. He doesn't emote very much, so you can't really tell what's going on behind that wicked beard and mustache. So it, it kind of let me down in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, there could always be more depth for sure, I think. Especially since it's so short. I don't think that would have hurt it, you know? Having maybe some, like, fla more flashbacks or something might have been nice. I wouldn't mind more scenes with the daughter, for sure. Like, yeah, we don't really get to know her at all. Yeah, you, there's two, like, two scenes with her. And yeah, she's, like, sick, I guess? I don't even know if that's, like, the time she died or if, like, that's just, like, a random scene he remembers, like, just in particular. Was she sick? She seems sick to me, but also, I don't know. I thought she was just trying to sleep from because it was cold outside in that tent or whatever. He kills a monster like 20 feet away from her and she's like, yeah, <laughs> daddy, something going on out there. What's up? Everything OK? Maybe she wasn't sick. I don't know. I just assumed she was sick or because like, I'm assuming if she was killed by the monster in that scene, maybe she was poisoned by it or something. But I don't know. We don't know at all what happened exactly. So. I, I want a little bit more, a little bit more storytelling with it than what we got. Would have made it more gripping and more interesting, and you would have been more connected to the main character. Yeah, especially since it's not relying on like action or anything else to like distract you from that. When you're focused on straight story and watching this guy's life for the whole movie runtime, you need like something more on one side either more action to forgive less story or if you're not going to do action you need a little bit more story maybe or something like this is a movie that clearly runs off of all of an idea and setting and ambiance to me like that's the whole reason this movie's even like going <laughs> that's the only thing this movie has going for it for me if it had another like dynamic to it yeah sure i was pretty happy to just kind of watch him doing his day i just kind of felt like a day in the life kind of thing where it's like i was just like really into the kind of the, the world building they were doing and i did really kind of like the the vagueness you can kind of fill in the dots yourself if you want to and i i thought that was all pretty cool kind of like left me like oh i wonder what this is for huh, what's he doing now that kind of stuff I, I thought it was all pretty interesting actually just kind of watching him go around doing his stuff I would even say, less is more here. Get rid of this whole daughter vengeance narrative and just give me a week in the life of this monster hunter. Cut it down to 40 minutes and spend more money on fight scenes. I, I thought the length was pretty good for it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty decent. All I have to say about this is, I mean, the daughter stuff isn't really that prevalent. You know, like, it's there... And I don't need more depth of this guy's character. I just really wanted to watch Headhunter hunt heads, you know, like actually hunt heads, not a freaking crawling skeleton. He does skeleton. hunt a head. Yes, I, That's I know. A head. It is a head, but it's a crawling <laughs> thing that you don't see when you see it. You can very much tell it's a guy holding something against a wall and shaking it, you know, like he's not struggling at all. I think Mike means we don't want to literally watch him hunt a head. We want to watch him facetiously hunt heads and murder monsters. <laughs> I want to watch him fight a monster. And what I came into was looking at this guy's nasty house for an hour and 20 minutes with him bumbling around and holding up a puppet against the wall. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs>
<laughs> the idea is cool, but in the end, I was mostly bored this whole movie. Like, there is brilliance there, but they didn't capitalize on the stuff I thought was cool and what I wanted out of this. I'm glad you said it. This was like the longest hour of my life. Oh, <laughs> please. Oh, come on. I could go outside and watch some dude's nasty, or film some guy's nasty house and buy stuff from Spirit Halloween too. Well, do it. I, I won't because there's COVID. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but it's like, I think we could also film this, you know, in this category. I I couldn't. I would be very proud to film this. I would... <laughs> exactly. We may just like argue about the story, the same stuff we're arguing about now, but. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and I know I'm coming off hating real bad on this, but, you know, it wasn't all bad. I just want to see the guy like Hunt, you know, like that. that's all I really wanted from this. And you don't get it. The setting, the atmosphere, the ambiance is set up so perfectly for some dark fantasy monster hunting, and you don't get it. Instead, he chases a head around. <laughs> yeah, and then he <laughs> holds it up against the wall, and you can very much tell that it's a puppet, you know? Like, he's, he's a good actor. He does an all right job with it, but I don't know. I, I just needed something there, you know? that That's just where I'm at. I agree with the... The actor did do a good job because when he was hunting that head at the end, he was looking terrified and it was freaking me out. Like when he'd see his eye through the helmet. I already don't like when they do close-ups on eyes. That was freaking me out. And you could tell just from seeing one eye that he was scared. Let's talk about the ending. We've almost talked for as long as this movie actually is, so... Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Man, I thought this was going to be like a 30-minute review. How are we here? The end of this movie. Okay, so he, like, beats the, the head, which Dan keeps saying he hunted the head, which, I mean, I guess... He did hunt the head. Technically, you're right, yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> and it looked like he was going to fix the dang window. Finally, yeah. <laughs> and then... In classic fashion in this movie, he gets murdered, and you don't see it. You just hear it. Which was pretty funny and clever, I thought. And then you see him walk in, and then as he's walking out, you hear the voice, and you see that the, the monster cut off his head and is taking over the headhunter's body, and clearly these things don't have skulls because they like <laughs> fit right on the post. <laughs> you just gotta hit it real hard. I mean, I guess so. They just kind of like slide it on there. <laughs> and I'm like, well, your your skull is pretty, pretty strong. But He's you got know. a lot of practice, I think. So, yeah, you see all the heads. And he walks out and he says something. I don't remember what he says. He says like body, body, mine. What a creepy monster. Like it just takes over your body. Like, what I want to know is, is the monster, was it mainly consist of the head and the spine? And it just, like, attaches itself to other things? Is that how this thing works? Because that's pretty creepy if that's how it works. Uh, maybe. It must be, because why would he bring back the head and the spine when he's only brought back the heads in the past? I think the spine grew from the head, because when he, like, tosses the head over there, it looks like just a head. That could be, too. Well, we we see it growing out of him at the beginning, don't we? We see, like, the spine coming out. Like, I'm pretty sure we get a shot of that. I think so, yeah. I mean, it rolls like a head. Not that I know, but... <laughs> Suspicious. 
It would have had to rip his spine out, too, because the thing had a spine. But that that's not what I wanted to... Well, I did want to talk about it, but um, I was just curious what you guys thought of the of how it ended. Because, I mean, he kills it, and then it comes back to life again, which is foreshadowed earlier when he kills the spider and it comes back. I was just curious what you guys all thought of how it ended, because I'm not... A hundred percent sure on what I thought about how it ended either. I don't know if it's like a cop out or if it's just like he wanted to do the traditional horror thing of it comes back and gets you at the end of the movie or if it's like, I I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. It felt like critters to me. A silly B ending. I like that it did it to him, but. Also, I have to question, like, how did that little thing get up there and, like, get his head? I don't know. Like, that started to make... I had some questions about the logistics of how it murdered him that quickly. But um, I thought the ending itself, though, was pretty cool with the the head getting put on the stake. And there was, like, a cool twist reveal. Um, and who knows? Maybe he's not really dead. Ooh. Because he's been using that black goo a lot. Maybe he's going to come back. Because that would suck. He just stuck on that stake all the time but you know that'd be cool i I don't know this is where i think having more of a rich story would have really helped out with that ending because they're they're trying to go for the tragic a tragic story right with this but like like we discussed they don't really they don't really give you much with the story for it to be a tragedy really and I think with that kind of ending, it re- would have benefited from something like that. I don't know if I'm looking for something that's not there either, too, with it. So let me throw this out here, because I picked this up on my second time watching, and I thought maybe it was some symbolism. But maybe I'm reading too much into this. But so he gets that arrowhead or whatever, you know, that's supposed to like carry the soul to... Um, afterlife or whatever and he's like i don't believe in this the first time and he gives it to his daughter grave and then he comes back at the end he's like he actually shoots the arrow into the sky as to symbolize he's like you know moved on or whatever but then we see that arrow keep going and it just lands in this nasty disgusting corpse and i think that's like symbolism of like things don't just end happily like this and like (laughs) i think that's like kind of a setup for what's about to happen i kind of like that but um I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. I I agree. That's that is cool. They do a lot of cool foreshadowing in the movie. I I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sold on how it ended, but it's not going to ruin the movie for me either. Yeah, I think at that point it's pretty far gone for me. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I was kind of glad it was over, but I do think the uh, the actual like imagery of the armor with the like skeleton monster head coming out of him was pretty cool and you know they got me thinking i was like you know that would make a cool monster in like a D or pathfinder campaign you know like the head hunter who was a an actual hunter who got taken over by a monster that that's kind of cool i like that idea do i think it was executed well no not at all but the imagery is cool which fits in with the rest of the movie it does kind of lose it for me a little bit at the very end when he goes body-mind. I just don't like hearing that weird thing talk. I just think it's <laughs> very, like, cheesy with the movie. For the most part, hasn't been that cheesy. You know, there's, like, the jump scare stuff that's a little cheesy. But, like, 
it just feels a bit too much, I guess, for me. Um, I, like maybe he could have said something cooler. I don't know what he could have said. Maybe he could have been like, "Heads up." <laughs> That would have been pretty bad, too, actually. That would have been even worse. <laughs> and this is why I'm not a screenwriter. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't like hearing that weird thing talk. You know, I don't mind it talking, but a little less talking and a little more, like, weird noises, I think, would have been better. When he was saying, like, father, I thought that was pretty good. Like, he was, like, you know, goading the guy in. I thought that made sense. That was nice. That was real good. I forgot about that, but ooh, that was creepy. But when he was just going, body, I was like, we get it. We get what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of the, the zombies from Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> Send more paramedics. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Something else I didn't like in this movie, though I didn't like I didn't hate it as much as I usually do. I was not a fan of the opening narration. <laughs> I, I knew, knew you were, were going to say, say something. something about this. <laughs> I don't like it. It's so, it's like, there's there's very limited uses for when narration is appropriate. I'm going to say Lord of the Rings has appropriate narration in it. But this movie, I don't think it needed the narration. Like, it's not as bad as how it usually is. And thankfully... It's just like a few lines at the beginning. But, you know, you don't need it. I'd agree. I don't think we needed it. Just because, like, the reveal of him find like talking to his daughter's grave would have told us everything we didn't know, probably. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it was short. It wasn't that long. I didn't think it was bad either. I was just like, eh, yeah, whatever. Go ahead. I just didn't. I could have done without it. it. It would not be right for me to not bring it up. <laughs> considering how much I've harped on it in all our other reviews with the narration in it. Speaking of bringing stuff up, what do you think about the music? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot, yeah. Good stuff. Like the, the title, like, credit song? That song was cool. Man, with just like those low strings and like the weird noise. Oh, I love that. I'll give it that. The tunes were good. And when he's hunting it, hunting the head, ooh, especially in the house. Man, I loved that house sequence when he was looking for it in there. That's probably my favorite part of the movie. It was so intense. I haven't had a movie that intense in ages. And my favorite, well, besides the opening credits, I think the other track I really liked was the one where, like, after he's coming home from getting the, the monster's head, the... um the one he's been searching for the first time he's like walking through the landscape. He's just got this like real nice, like somber epic fantasy style music going on. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. We ready for overall presentation. I'm ready. We do have a scale that we used to rate these movies and it goes from burn it, pass, watch it or buy it in that order. We all give a little spiel and then we try to average it out at the end if possible. But who knows Wait. what will happen? Wait. What? Wait. There's more. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you guys think about shrunken heads? What? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> wow. Get out of here. We're trying to get finished it's up. The, yeah. It's the head hunter, you know? Speaking of real sidebars, I've got a really relevant <laughs> story to tell about something. <laughs> 
So have I ever told you guys about my internship out into the uh, the national park up in Yellowstone in the woods? Oh, I don't think so. Let's just say it was very memorable. Um, so my part, my supervisor, he kind of like left for the month and it was just me hanging out, um, you know, chopping trees, doing simple repairs. I kept trying to fix the window, but it was just, you know, I was very busy multitasking. That sounds legit. Yeah, it, it was actually a good time until one day I kept hearing this strange voice <laughs> calling out from the grass. <laughs> it was like... Podcast. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> Who said that? And so I just start go hunting for this voice. I could never find it. And then one day, uh, I I was just you know I was finally like you know what I'm just gonna finish up my repairs. I'm gonna finally fix this window. I'm gonna get out of here. When I hear that voice again, and it goes, podcast, Mike. Go first. <laughs> <laughs> I turned around to see a strange, uh, spiny-looking thing crawling away into the grass, and um, <laughs> I've never forgotten that moment. So, in honor of that, I feel like maybe Mike should go first this time. Say, I've had no relations with strange, spiny things in the grass in uh, <laughs> this area. Terry was no relations whatsoever. Just throw that sidebar. Wait, was that Mike's severed head? Was oh, Mike the head? Oh no! <laughs> you never know. But you know, I, I think I pretty much got most of my stuff out with this movie. I just really wanted to see the headhunter do some headhunting and this movie set it up he does for oh um, some very legit headhunting not chasing skeleton man through the grass into a cave you know if this movie was like free on a streaming service i would probably give it a watch it but i'm gonna give this a pass i did i spent two dollars on this and i don't think i even got two dollars worth out of this i was mostly bored the whole time because the only interesting part of this movie was the setting and ambiance for me. But there is some, you know, promise in there, but it's just not executed on very well for me, which I'm sad about because I love dark fantasy stuff. And this could have been really cool, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah, I'm with Mad Mike on a lot of that stuff. But, you know, I mean, I do want to preface with like, if the four of us made this, I'd be so insanely proud of it. So, like, don't get me wrong, but that said, this was a very, very long hour for me. I, I really do think this movie could be shortened down by 20, 30 minutes and be better for it. I, I, I really just wanted to see a week in the life of this guy, not, I don't know, his dirty house and poor cleanliness habits leading to his downfall. I, I too, am going to have to give it a pass, despite there being a lot of really solid uh, aesthetics and some world building elements <laughs> debatedly on their what ambiguity <laughs> but um you know what what they did with what they had is impressive so you know take this pass with a grain of salt but i do think there are things out there that will scratch this dark fantasy itch much better yeah on the other hand i actually really did like this quite a bit especially for what it is i mean of course you know when i learned it was a thirty thousand dollar budget that like probably lifted things up for me a little bit but they just do such a good job with like yeah the production design the cabin just looks so cool with all the heads on the wall and it's just so gnarly looking and i think the actor does a really great job as well just um you know because he's all by himself for most of this just kind of doing his thing and i 
it was able to keep my attention for most of it. The only part where it kind of lost me was the end, the horror stuff. There's some cool moments, but I don't know. It just, like, the jump scares, sometimes they're cool, but they, get, they come across as cheesy. The monster comes across as a little bit cheesy sometimes, but, you know, I, I can kind of understand why. It is pretty vague, uh, and, you know, you can read into it as much as you want, um, and you can probably make many different explanations for what has happened in this movie but i kind of like that about it i like the vague nature of it it kept me thinking and you know asking questions and wondering like huh so this is how they do it in this world and kind of trying to figure out what's going on um i'm trying to decide how much i like this movie because i did watch this twice (laughs) and i liked it better even the second time I think I'm going to give it a watch it just to be safe. I don't know if I'd say buy it. I may buy it eventually someday, but um, I did really like it. I think this is a very cool movie and it's definitely worth checking out if you're interested. So, I like this movie quite a bit too. Um, the production is awesome in this film, especially considering the budget. The music is also real good in this film. The horror elements are good, like him going through the house and then the pov shot to his viewpoint in the helmet Ooh, that scared me good but they kind of ruin it in a couple places with jump scares that they didn't need to have in there but it's still for me i i remember the good setup and the great suspense it has in those moments and that kind of outweighs the negatives for me there uh, the biggest negative I have, though, is with that story. When it's a one-man show like this, I think it needs a little bit more than what we got. And I think this one, this would have been a home run if we would have had a much deeper, better story so we could get to know this character better, considering all the tragedies that occur in uh, <laughs> what we're allowed to see in this film. And especially with that ending, too. Um, This would have given it the punch it needed, I think. But all that being said, I did like this movie quite a bit. Um, I would probably buy it for myself, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's a watch it for me as well. Well, it seems we've reversed roles from last uh, week's review. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. <laughs> so that's like exactly in between pass it and watch it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pursue at your own risk. Well, you probably watched this movie first before you listen to this. So <laughs> you have your own score, but let us know what you thought, you know? Ooh, yeah. Tell us your score. You can hit us up. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. We have a Facebook, we have a Twitter. You can find it uh, at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us your thoughts and opinions. If you liked the movie, didn't like it, thought it was just dumb and boring, I want to know. I want to hear it. So, Do you stuff heads and put them in your house? Mm, I don't know if I need to know that part. Taxidermy, Terry. Taxidermy. Oh, right. Okay. Well, maybe. Still kind of iffy if I need to know that. <laughs> Give us all your... Um head-hunting related uh, answers and questions. So, What fantasy creature would head would you hang in your house? <laughs> <laughs> yep, anyways. Um. <laughs> TV's like, how do I keep going from that? <laughs> um, so, for next week, um, believe it or not, 
We're doing another request. Yeah. So many requests. We love it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do them someday. They all go on a list in my phone, so <laughs> I'm keeping track whether we do them or not. So I guess if that makes you feel better, I don't know. But um, So we're going to do Rush Hour next week. Jackie Chan and uh, the Chris uh, Tucker. Chris Tucker, the buddy cop movie. How could you forget Chris Tucker? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know him that well. Ah, uh, what? What else is he in? Did you not watch The Fifth Element? Oh, he's that guy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He is that With the guy. Hair. Yeah, you know exactly him. who we're talking about too <laughs> wow. when we say that guy <laughs> in The Fifth Element. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing rush hour, so that'll be fun. A nice change of pace from the dark fantasy from the head setting. hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Something different. So, that'll be good. What if there's a head hunter in rush hour? Mm, well, I mean, I would be very surprised, but not against it. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, thanks for listening to us tonight, everybody. We really appreciate it. Be sure to hit us up, give us some more recommendations, tell us what you thought about head hunter. This is Run the Real signing off. Okay, so are we just ready to, for me to end it then? Yeah, do it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Is this not the end? Is this how we end right now like this? Unless we got like 20 more minutes we can talk about Headhunter. I'm sure we could find something <laughs> to talk about. Here. Boop, 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 boop,